نستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم افرايتم الماء الذي تشربون انتم انزلتموه من المزن ام نحن المنزلون لو نشاء جعلناه اجاجا فلولا تشكرون افرايتم النار التي تورون انتم انشاتم شجرتها ام نحن المنشئون نحن جعلناها تذكرة ومتاعا للمقوين فسبح باسم ربك العظيم صدق الله العظيم دوشي فضله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Khaliq, the Creator, and for His creation, He has made all the provisions available for insan in this dunya that He lives in. All the necessities are there for insan in this dunya. The basic the most basic necessity of insan is water one third of this dunya is dry land two third of this dunya is covered with water ocean surrounds it every household will have two taps to the minimum in the kitchen and in the bathroom hot running water cold running water in the 24 hours insan uses the water that allah gives him and this ni'mat of water is just one invincible ni'mat of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just one if for one day there was no water the pain and the havoc the disturbance it causes in the house is pretty much evident with water incalculable solid food food items is given to insan hazaro qisam ki ni'mat anaj phal fruit zameen se allah rabbul alamin nikalte hain hazaro ki tadad rice and flower is just two blessings from the billions that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for insan in surah al-baqarah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned huwa allazi 
خلق لكم ما في الارض جميعا او انسان ايفري ثينج ذات از ان ذس ورلد الله هاز كرييتد فور انسان Everything in this world is subservient to insan. It is there to benefit insan. It is there to facilitate insan. Har wo cheez jo zameen mein hai, Allah ne wo cheez insan ke liye banayi hai. Insan is the superior one. He outclasses everything else in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything. He is the dominant one from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the superior one. Some animals that Allah has created, they can only eat meat. They are carnivores. Canine teeth are inside them. If you put fruits and vegetables in front of them, it is of no use. For them it is sheer pure meat the beasts in the jungle wild beasts for them it is flesh meat you're talking about in some of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah creates how he wills some are herbivores that live on plants leaves and herbs they don't eat meat but insan is the superior one allah has made him an omnivore he enjoys the meat of halal animals and he enjoys the fruits and vegetables that come out from the ground he can eat whatever he desires provided it is halal in simple words my respected brothers and elders what i want to say to you is that insan was never born a vegetarian insan was never born a vegetarian yes there are people who are vegetarians and we respect them for what they are but insan was never born a vegetarian scientifically Allah has given insan 32 teeth and every tooth in the mouth testifies to the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every tooth in the mouth is molded in such a way that he can enjoy the meat and he can also enjoy the fruits and vegetables even the tooth inside the mouth are superior then every tooth given to any of the creation in the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just one tooth in the mouth again is invincible is priceless alam alam naj'al lahu aynayn wa lisana wa shafatayn the packing of this is incredible inside the grinders are there the incisors are there the chewing part everything is there perfect in 32 pairs everything is there Subhanallah al-Azim. Insan is not born a vegetarian. Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu was salam was the first man on this earth. He was not a vegetarian. 
unless someone can provide evidence for me. He enjoyed the fruits and vegetables, but Adam alayhi salam also enjoyed the meat of halal animals. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam, great prophets upon whom scriptures, laws, revelation was revealed. Even they enjoyed the meat of halal animals as well as benefiting from the fruits and vegetables. Suleiman alayhi salatu was salam's hospitality is phenomenal. The riches from all the prophets that came materialistically, not when it comes to authority, because Sayyidul Awwaleen wal Akhirin was only Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is said that 24,000 cows were slaughtered daily. How many? 24,000 cows were slaughtered daily. 40,000 goats were slaughtered daily to provide food for the needy people, for the miskeen, for the fuqara, on the banquet, on the dastarkhan of Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salam. Thousands and thousands of people would be there eating every day 24,000 cows. Surely Suleiman alayhi salam was not a vegetarian, was he? How can he be a vegetarian slaughtering 24,000 cows and 40,000 goats? When you look at the Quran and the hospitality of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam, the great prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, the father of all the prophets. Allah in the Quran men- mentions, Hal ataka hadith dayfi Ibrahim al mukramin Has the story of the honorable guests of Ibrahim alayhi salam reached you? Is dakhalu alayhi when the angels in the form of insan came to Ibrahim alayhi salam? فَقَالُوا salama And the angel said, As-salamu alaykum. قَالَ salamun Ibrahim alayhi salam said, وَعَلَيْكُمْ salam Ibrahim alayhi salam in the Quran says, قَوْمٌ مُنْكَرُونَ You are people unknown to me. Yet he was the mighty messenger. قَوْمٌ مُنْكَرُونَ I don't recognize you. For they were angels in the form of beautiful human beings. And the hospitality of Ibrahim alayhi salam, still famous in the Bedouin culture in Saudi Arabia. Faragha ila ahlihi, he stood up, he turned to his household, wajaa bi'ijlin sameenin, and Ibrahim alayhi salam came straight away with a roasted calf. With a roasted calf. That is in the Quran. Did he give vegetables to the angels? Did he know? The Quran says, فَجَاءَ بِعِجْلٍ سَمِينٍ A calf, a roasted calf was presented to the angels. Surely Ibrahim alayhi salatu was was not a vegetarian. And when you look at the sharia of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the very first surah that commences after surah al-Fatiha is surah al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah is translated in the Quran as the cow. 
Nobody can deny that. The cow. It is titled as the cow, referring to the commandment that Allah gave to the Jews. Allah is saying to the Jews, slaughter a cow. And that entire story is in Surah Al-Baqarah. If you open up the sixth chapter of the Quran, it is Surah Al-An'am. And An'am means Chopai, the cattle, the cattle, the herds of animals. Surah Al-An'am. In that Surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes and informs insan of all those animals that are halal for insan. So to be a vegetarian does not mean necessarily he is following the trend of someone who is absolutely natural. No, in fact it is unnatural to be just a vegetarian if you look at the Quran and if you look at the Hadith. Someone wants to argue that is up to him. But I am talking specifically about the Quran and Hadith. If you study the Quran and Hadith. In the Hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam's favorite part of the meat in the Hadith is mentioned as zira'ah. The Prophet loved eating meat. Zira'ah. Zira'ah is the four quarter part of a sheep or a goat. Without fail, every year for ten years, Nabi Kareem made kurbani of the animal, slaughtering a camel. A direct commandment to him, to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ وَنْحَرْ Kurbani karo. Wanhar means make nahar, make kurbani. An integral part of Islam is kurbani. Without fail. Wanhar, make kurbani. In the farewell hajj, Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made zabah of more than 60 camels. And the rest was given to Hazrat Ali to make zabah. Hafsallallahu was not a vegetarian. Though, of course, everything is halal. What is halal is halal. What is halal is halal. What is haram is haram. But talking on the subject of items that are connected with vegetables and meat. The ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is also commanded in the Quran to make qurbani and after making qurbani Allah reminds the ummah fakulu minha fakulu minha eat from your qurbani eat from your qurbani for that is the blessed food fakulu minha eat khao tumhare qurbani ke gosht ko khao wa at'imu al-qani'a wal mu'tar in the Quran Allah says eat and also distribute the, the meat of that animal to those who are poor and to those who are in need, extreme poverty, destitute people. فَقُلُوا مِنْهَا وَأَسْئِمُ الْقَانِئَ وَالْمُعْتَرُ But to make qurbani is not as easy as how the Qur'an has ordained in the times that we live in, my respected brothers and elders and the mothers and sisters listening at home. In some parts of the world, you can't make kurbani of specific animals. 
for those animals are considered to be sacred, so sacred that they are even worshipped. In fact, so sacred that they are titled as being Mata, the mother. And this is not something new that I am revealing to you, my brothers. Everyone knows about it. Nothing new. Everyone knows about it. Our forefathers come from India. The martyr. So you are asking for trouble if you live in India and if you want to follow the Quran and the Hadith to make zabah of a big janwar that is the cow. You are inviting communal violence. In fact, the violence that we see currently in India, one of the reasons is also the Qurbani issue, one of the reasons, from many. So you cannot actually make Qurbani of the cow, but what is the status of the cow? Allah says, وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ الْعِبْرَةِ O insan, in the cow there is a great sign for you. We give you from the bellies of the cow, from those animals, something to drink. Between the excretions and the blood comes out for you. Lebanon, pure milk. Pure blood. Not a single blood drop is visible when the milk comes out. It comes out from that area of Napaki where the intestines are. But pure milk for who? For insan. Saigal. Palatable for insan, for the drinkers. After water, perhaps the best liquid that anyone can take in is honey and milk. Subhanallah, he mentioned in the Quran. But if you were living in India, that cow is a mata, is so sacred. In fact, it is so sacred that in the books it is mentioned that anything that comes out from the cow, it is not just pure, it is more than pure. It is like what we say, zamzam ka pani. And as Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran reminds us يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ أَوْ إِيمَانُ وَالُوْ بھائی ریڈ کا وقصل نووہ کے نائن فائف سکس دی ایس سی حقا لے موو ایڈا بیٹ فورڈ 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 ایڈا بیٹ ف is important because I feel that the Muslims should be educated. Muslims should be educated. Very important. Every Muslim is born a scientist. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu injaakum fasikum binabain o insan, o mu'min, believers. If someone gives you some information, don't just accept it by hearsay. Fatabayyanu. Look at the authenticity of the proof that is presented to you. As Muslims, we are to respect everyone, all the cultures, all the religion. We are not to disrespect anyone, not even a Hindu, not even a Sikh, not even a Christian. But as far as 
the Muslims are concerned, we have to have the right information. We can't be ignorant, illiterate people. And it is for this reason I want to talk on this subject. The cow is so pure that anything that comes out from it, which in Hinduism is known as the Panch Ganyas, the Panch Ganyas. So basically, the milk, the ghee, the curd, even the urine is pure, even the dung is pure. And it is a known fact that in some cases, even on food, urine is sprinkled, sprinkled to make it blessed. Like how we the Muslims, Zamzam water, when someone is ill, we take the Zamzam water and put it on the forehead, rub it on the face. We take it to be blessed. So they take the urine to be blessed. It is a known fact. But Allahu Akbar, the topic is, the question is, that there are a lot of things in this world that, that are of a deceptive nature. Dunya in the Quran is titled as Al-Gharoor. Al-Gharoor means deception. The name of Shaitan, one of the names of Shaitan is Al-Gharoor. And he is named Al-Gharoor also, why? Because he is full of deception. For an example, in modern science today, the greatest deception to make people atheists is evolution. The theory of Charles Darwin that all of us were monkeys and all of a sudden we became human beings. And a lot of people accept that. And perhaps the greatest deception is the status of the cow in India. Now maybe what I say to you, a lot of people might say that Marana Sahib is taking it out from his pocket. I don't want to take out anything from my pocket. Alhamdulillah what I say is substantiated. Professor Abdul Rahman Giri was a Brahmin Hindu, a great professor, embraced Islam, and he has written many, many beautiful books. Books not printed in England, books printed in India. And he knows the Sanskrit like a Hafiz would know the Quran. And he has written a beautiful book, which is known as The Cow and Hinduism. So I don't want to misquote anything. I just want to quote things that this Professor Abdul Rahman Giri, a revert to Islam, who was a Brahman, a great scholar of Hinduism, he has written this book. So our Muslim brothers can be educated. So when we mix in with our neighbors, Hindus, we have that opportunity to dialogue with them, to talk with them, with hikmat, with wisdom, with good nature, with good intention to educate them, maybe they will turn to Islam. Inshallah, we have good intention. There's no provocation. Absolutely no. It is in sincerity. I'm quoting to you from the book. And this book is printed from the World Parliament of Religious Dialogue in New Delhi. In New Delhi. So it's not from here, it's from India. Let us look at the status of the cow. Time is very, very short. Indra is known as the king of all the gods. Can you repeat that? Indra? Indra. And the wife of Indra is known as Indrani. Indra was someone who was very, very fat. Yet he was known to be the lord 
the king of all the gods in Hinduism. This is Prophet Abdurrahman Giri, the master of Sanskrit. And he says, giving evidence from the Hindu scriptures, the Rig Veda. The Rig Veda is the book where he quotes from. He says, according to Hindu mythology, Indra is known as the king of gods. And the reason of his fatness is because of beef eating. Because of beef eating. Now he himself was eating beef. As described by Indra himself. If the beef eating was justified for Indra, how can it be unjustified for his followers? Do you understand what I'm saying, brothers? Similarly, a mantra of the Rig Veda clarifies that in ancient India, cow slaughtering was a common phenomenon. The Rig Veda describes it in a simile. So this slaughtering of the cow was a common phenomenon. A common phenomenon. And Swami Vivekananda is the famous narrator, propagator, promoter of Hinduism. He has written a book in English called The Complete Works of Swami Vivekananda. The Complete Works of Swami Vivekananda. Volume 3, page 536. Volume 3, page 536. He says, he is known to be like how we respect the narrators of Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim. This is how Swami Vivekananda is in Hinduism. Ask any Hindu and he should know it, if he is a practicing Hindu. Swami Vivekananda in English says, You will be surprised to know that according to ancient Hindu rites and rituals, a man cannot be a good Hindu who does not eat beef. Who does not eat beef. So these are the deceptions. We have to educate ourselves. Don't take everything from hearsay. Read, ikrat, dialogue, talk to people. And on page 174 of the above-mentioned book, same book, he says, there was a time in India when a Brahman could not become a Brahman if he did not eat beef. And if you have the time and you read this book, very, very interesting. In fact, it says here in another Hindu scripture, Manus Mriti, that is, one who does not eat meat served in the Shraddha, that is when someone dies after one year they have this feast, becomes an animal after his death for consecutive 21 births. So if you don't eat meat, being a Hindu, you'll become animal for 21 generations births. But yet Muslims are denied to make zaba. Allahu Akbar. And it is said that a Brahman who does not eat meat served in the Shraddha and a Yajna denigrates from his position. And one can go on and go on and go on. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil Islam. All praises be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has honored us with his beautiful religion, deen Islam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, Al-halalu bayyinun wal-haramu bayyinun. Oh, followers of Ummat Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is halal is clear and what is haram is clear. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us this beautiful religion. And it is our duty as Muslims that we educate ourselves. Don't just take everything for granted and accept that as a law. No, it's not. The law is only the Quran and Sharia. 
and anything that contradicts the Quran and Sharia directly can never be the law, can never be justified. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.